Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelley Shearer here. So glad you could join me. This might be a little quick, short podcast today. I just had something very small on my mind. I'm actually reading a new book. It was given to me by my coach, and it's called uh, by Eckhart Tolle. Some of you may have heard about it, and I am quite enjoying it. I love the fact that I can listen to anything um, through Audible, uh, and it's a, you know a, a, a voice book where they they talk to you. So I can just take it anywhere. It just Bluetooths to my car stereo. It's on my iPad. I was in my bath having my all my pain oils and everything soaking because I was in the garden yesterday and trying to get myself mobile this morning. I really have got to start doing the yard work on Saturday and resting on Sunday. It is the Lord's Day after all. Instead, I seem to, uh, this weekend was a really bad day Saturday for me health-wise and just whatever. So all the work got done Sunday and then Monday when I need to get to work in my office, I'm like, oh, everything hurts. See, I got to work on, got to work on that plan because <laughs> really it's about the plan. However, this book is really about the now and I just, it really made me think, but I'm just getting started with this. So you'll probably hear more, for, more about that later, but where it took me while I was just laying in the bathtub, soaking away my aches and pains, listening to Eckhart Tolle talk, he's got the cutest little accent. So he's very smooth and, and easy to listen to. He's an emotional spiritual, a spiritual coach of some sort. I really don't know very much about him. Probably some of my listeners, you probably know more than I do. But my coach felt I should start with this because I do tend, and I thought it was quite interesting since my coach does, he knows me, but not like, for instance, some of my friends that have known me my whole life. And yet he nailed some of my personality traits right out of the gate. Adam just called it like it is. I definitely live in the past and the future. I have a tough time living in the now. You know, and your ego gets very involved because, you know, you sit around hearing people tell stories. You get a guy that's got a couple beers into him and he's telling the same stories from high school. And I, and I did this in the football field or I all his past accomplishments or some, you know, or you sit around and you're thinking about what you will going to you're going to do in the future and all your dreams. And do you know what? None of that's living in the now. And most of that's just ego. So it's a very different experience to live just in the now and in the present moment and let the rest of it go. And that's where this little epiphany came to me that I just quickly wanted to share with you about setting boundaries. Now, I know that since Christmas and especially over the spring, a number of my podcasts really focused around the complete, uh, what's the word I'm looking, dysfunction of my family and finances. And when I say my family, I mean parents and, and siblings and estate stuff and how this was not being handled and it was causing issues in our family. And the fact that I was involved in my parents' finances at a professional level, I did their taxes, um, seemed to open a, a door for my mom to think that I was just going to, I'm the end-all be-all of all her answers, even though I've tried to tell her for years, this is not my area of expertise. You know, your estate is large enough, you should really get a financial planner, you need a professional accountant. But she just wouldn't. She wouldn't let go of this me, the security blanket, and she just wouldn't spend the money. I think some of it's a generational thing. Well, do you know what? We had kind of a, if you listen to my podcast, you know that there was a blow up, you know that there was issues. And I finally had to say no more. The only way that I was going to force my mom's hand to get the help she needed professionally was to tell her that this was the last year I was going to do her taxes and there was, I would not do it anymore. 
Therefore, it started an event of, um, especially in Canada with our laws, her financial planner can no longer talk to me if I'm not the accountant doing her books. That's, that's fine, but it's brilliant because it forces her hand. Now, I hated to do it, but my sister really was being actually quite insistent. And I was quite happy to do it because that is the only conversation that happened when we got together. My mom that's, is losing her memory a bit and my dad is in full-on dementia, so she's his caregiver. And she's making all the decisions and having to remember everything, and she's not. And she doesn't want to handle things. She doesn't want to change. She doesn't want to spend money to handle it professionally. It was just sort of a whole bucket of things. So I was the security blanket. So she was phoning two, three times a week. But usually once a week was the big conversation. I swear, it was every Wednesday like clockwork. What happened to this? Why am I doing this? And you know what? It was very upsetting. She gets very aggravated and very and gets very attacky. Like she gets backed into a corner and she's feeling frustrated that she can't remember. She feels frustrated that she doesn't know what's happening with her money. She feels, she's just feeling, I feel bad for her, but she needs professional help. And I'm, I am, do not have the skill set to handle that for her. And I'm aware of that, but I've been her security blanket for five years now. The only way to break that cycle was for me to, and I needed boundaries in my home. It was like, mom, you've got to quit phoning me and then attacking me. And then we get into a fight. And this, this cycle needed to end. I had no relationship with my parents that didn't involve their estate or their money. There was no conversation of just how's your day? How are you coping with dad? Everything was about this money situation and the fact that it wasn't being handled by the family. We had a family meeting, da, da, da. Well, after the family meeting and I gave her my notice and let her financial planners and everything know that you cannot speak to me legally anymore, um, I've handed this off. She now has had two visits in my home since this happened a couple months back, maybe not even that, six weeks, and they have just been so pleasant. I realized today when I was sitting thinking, listening to this book, they stopped in again the other day to bring me um, a belated Christmas uh, birthday card, sorry, and a quick visit. And we had them in for lunch a couple of weeks back for a belated Mother's Day. And I realized that both those, both those visits, even my husband comment, how lovely they were. He says, that was the most enjoyable time I've spent with your mother in years. And I was like, you know what? I realized it's because no one's allowed to talk about money. I put a boundary up that said, I want you in my life. I want to be in your life. But in this one area, in this one area, I do not have the capacity or the capability of handling what you want me to handle because you don't want to deal with your life. And I had to push that back, set a boundary for myself, and she had to respect it. It has been amazing the difference in the dynamic of our relationship. Now, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. For all I know, my mom, my sister, someone, they could be giving away everything to save the whales and I will have no inheritance. It's like, you just can't control that kind of stuff. I don't know what she's doing with her life. And I just, I can't care. And care is not the right word. It is not my place. This is her life. And there are people out there that are professionally designated to deal with these types of situations and people in their age bracket and to put things in legal order. Nothing in my mom's life is in legal orders. None of it's been handled. Wills, none of it's been handled. And it's, it's quite sad to watch, but I couldn't fix it for her. For five years, we've been limping along with me making suggestions and then there's a fight and then there's... Then there's no talking for a week and then they come back and they ask the same questions again. This was like a cycle until it was literally almost tore this family apart. 
boundaries. Are you setting them? So the reason I want to explain the situation to you is I want you to look at your own life. Do you have drama and trauma in your life that you are perpetuating because you absolutely are not setting up boundaries? Because the second I set that boundary in place after five years of hell, it all stopped immediately. Immediately. We don't even bring up anything. Like it's almost like a taboo subject and I'm not going to lie. The first month was grossly uncomfortable. My sister threw a beautiful party for my brother-in-law for his 50th and my mother barely spoke to me. It was just after the family meeting. Everyone was on edge. No one knew what was happening with their will, the estate. It was just this icky, uncomfortable yuckiness. And then we all just didn't speak for a few weeks. Got my son moved. My sister lives on the property where my parents are and it's her property now. Me and mine are now completely off it and everyone seems secure now in their feeling of what they're entitled to and that's fine. Fill your boots. And then we waited for time to pass and I invited them back into my home and said, come for a meal. And that was the first meal that everyone came to that there was could be no talk about this subject. I don't bring it up. They're not allowed to bring it up. They were, it was made very clear in the family meeting. You may not speak to me about this anymore ever again. Ever again. I'll read your will when, we're, when you're passed away and I'll arrange your funeral. But I don't mean to sound, please do not take this that I'm sounding um, uh, unemotional about this. I got, unfortunately, I was very emotionally charged with this whole situation for the past six months. But it was just so dysfunctional and nothing was getting accomplished. And the only thing you can control that I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make here is you can only control yourself. So the only thing I could do was push back and say, I can't do this for you anymore. You're in a situation that's beyond my skill set and you need professional help. I'm sorry that you have to pay for it, but you're going to have to. And with that, please don't bring it into my home anymore because you're upsetting me every time you're here and then I get sick. Because that sort of stress level sets off my fibro. So the only person that really made a boundary here was me. And once I got through the uncomfortableness, now everyone is calm again. And I'm having this amazing relationship with my parents or with my mom. My dad, unfortunately, is lost to us now. He has a short-term memory of about 30 seconds. Uh, he knows who we are and everything, which is wonderful. Because dementia uh, manifests a little bit different than Alzheimer's. So he knows who we all are, which is great. But he has no short-term memory whatsoever, any shuffling, and his body is breaking down on him now. And it's it's quite sad to watch. But we've been we were prepared for it. At least I was. I've been you know this has been coming on for a couple of years. We knew this time was going to come. And you want to be there to support your other your other parent. But when this when there's some issue that is disallowing a functioning relationship, someone has to decide where the boundaries are. And in this particular case, I realized the only person I could change was me. The only person that could say yes or no was me. So I need you to think about that in your life today. My, my dysfunction with my family always has been, it's always about money. Yours may be something completely different. Maybe how they speak to you, how you treat them, how they're treating you, something that's going on with favoritism with grandchildren. There is so many things that can be dysfunctional in a family. You introduce things where you've got alcohol or abuse or someone's quite religious and another party isn't. I have just seen it all. I have seen so much of it through my friendships and my life through, throughout my 52 years. And it's quite sad. But the, the reality of the, of the situation and the, and the truth I want you to hear is you're the only one that can control the boundaries to what you let in and don't let in. And sometimes it's a matter of walking away. 
you know what, if you feel you're entitled to something and, or being treated some way in a family and you're, it's, you know, I'm 52 years of age. My expectation is never going to be met in my family and with my family. The only person that needed to accept that was me. Me banging my head against the wall, doing exactly the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result was getting nowhere. Five years I have been that financial buffer zone and the agitation, anger, blame, and then now aggression because my parents' health and minds are going was just escalating. Nothing was resolving whatsoever. And now it is. In my world, it's resolved. It is their stuff. They can do what they want with it. They earned it. They can do what they like. But in my world, I needed a healthy relationship. I needed to see my father. And if my mother's the caregiver and I'm fighting with my mom, she can block access to my dad. You see, it makes it all very uncomfortable. So I had a need. And I had a, a need to have a harmony in my home. And honestly, it was getting, it was almost to the point where that need may have had to have been that I actually cut them from my life. My husband was almost at that point to say, no more. We, that family cannot be part of our lives anymore. But that didn't have to come to that. What needed to happen was I needed to set boundaries. And once everyone's on that page, then you can start exploring different types of relationships. You can explore situations from a different avenue, from a different point of view. And like the book I'm reading with Eckhart Tolle, you can live in the now. And for me, with my family, that is very, very important. That concept of living in the now and letting go of the past, that is very important to me. I made lots of mistakes when I was younger. My family, my father had a lot of issues with things that I did when I was younger and his pride got in the way. He has a lot of regret with how things turned out. And we've discussed some of those things. But you know what? Eventually, you just got to let those things go. Okay. You can't keep hanging on. There's that's your ego. That is all your ego and stuff hanging on to all that. You want to be right. You want to be perceived as something different. They see you a certain way. Do you know what? You have no control over that. You have no control over other people look and feel and see about you, you know, beyond the ability of your ability to project what you want to project to the world. Sometimes how other people see that projection is completely beyond your control. So are you willing to let that everyone else have the control over your happiness? I simply was not. I needed to be happy. I needed to be happy in the situation that I'm in. I needed to look after my health and I really needed to have a healthy relationship with my mom and dad, especially when they are in their final years of even going to being able to know who I am. My dad will be in a home within a year. My mom could technically not have the capability of handling her life within three years and my sister and I will have to step in. Years come up on you really quickly and time changes and I hope that you are living and this is why it's so important to live in the now because if you don't you're always living in the past you're always attaching your identity and everything to what has happened or what could happen in the future so I'm looking forward to listening to the rest of this audiobook and seeing what else I can pick up on it I really enjoy the fact that it's not super religious based it's just it understands the concept of my brain and my spirit, those are two very separate things. That's sort of, there's been a lot of scientific proof around that nowadays and more people are coming to believe in that. Even though so many of us, especially my generation, were, were raised with such strict religious do's and don'ts and my way, your way, and my God, your God. And those, those types of things are really fading a bit now and there's becoming more of a spiritual awareness. We're energetic people. We're energetic beings 
and our spirit is an entity unto itself. I truly believe that. But our minds, we have been raised, especially in our generation now, in the industrial age and into the computer age. We think all we are is our mind. and That is just simply not true. The mind likes to be in control, but it is not who the essence of who you are. It is just part of who you are. So think about that. Think about where you're setting up your boundaries. Think about, you know, energetically what you're putting off, what you're seeing back, but try and live more in the now. But really this was about the boundaries. The only person, the only person on the entire planet that can choose is you in regards to your life and what you're letting in and out. You, you're it. You hold all the power. So make sure that you are very clear that you are not in situations that you don't want to be in simply because you're the one that hasn't put a boundary up that said, no more of this. You might be hanging on to something financial, something emotional, something physical. It's, I don't know what it could be for you, but consider letting it go to have what you truly, truly want. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.